0: Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by JD Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. And Tara's not here today.
1: No. She's got theater
0: stuff. She, she ditched us for theater stuff again. Yeah, she's got a lot of theater stuff this month. She's got a lot so. of theater stuff, theater stuff. But we'll find we'll find time. We're trying trying to work around her schedule right now so that we can, especially for we the re- review the reviews, which will be next week.
1: Yes, yeah, we
0: want her there for that. So, Definitely.
1: absolutely,
0: we'll have her on. Yeah, for that. we
1: can't we can't do books without her, and we can't do we review the reviews exactly.
0: Her, so. But for now, it's just uh, Jen and I, and this is episode number one thirty six of podcasts and deaf. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Eve's creative threats. Yes, which. I don't know when exactly they started because we were right. looking and didn't see anything like that in like naked or glory right. that I could find. Now I'm not saying that there aren't any, right? but we also said like, how do you search for that? <laughs> like, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, because it changes every. She says, you know, balls a lot and she says dick she, a lot. She does indeed. indeed. And, uh, you know, so, but uh, it's hard to search for those if you're doing a search. Um, we did find one in, what's the the oldest book that we found? Oh, I did find one in Glory. Holiday. Oh, Glory. Okay. Yeah, I did find one in Glory. Um, so in Glory, even Rourke are talking about C.J. Morse. And Rourke mm, says yeah. something about, my late unlamented father taught me one valuable lesson. Boy, he would say in the thick brogue of a champion drunk, the only way to fight is to fight dirty. The only place to hit is below the belt. I have a feeling you'll have Morse nursing his balls before the day's out. And Eve says, no, he won't be nursing them because have sliced them right off. I mean, so. hey, he deserved it. He, he did deserve awesome. it. But yeah, um, in Holiday... We remembered one. Jen remembered it. I, I can't remember exactly. Somerset m- must have done something because she says, if you ever let Somerset put his hands on me again, put his hands on me again when I'm out. Oh, she must have. Did she pass out? Did she?
1: No, that was when he brought Trina in for a treatment and Somerset worked on some of her injuries oh, while she was under. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if you ever let Somerset put his hands on me when I'm out. It says she rose, breathed deeply, decided she felt incredible. I'll shave you bald in your sleep. I'm starving. Want breakfast? <laughs> it says right after that. He considered her for a moment, then ran a considering hand over his long black hair. He was fortunately a very light sleeper. Yeah, I could eat. So yeah, but on our wiki, I I looked for we we do have a list of creative threats. And um But it starts a conspiracy. Now, at this point, I don't know, um, should we look at what our listeners said? There weren't a whole lot of. There were a couple on Facebook. Do you have any on Instagram? Yeah, I think I had a couple. Hang on a sec, let me look. So all we have on Instagram is um, Grammy Butt said, being close to Nora's age, I can relate to a lot of Eve's colorful threats. With each passing year, my impatience with people's stupidity grows right along with theirs. But Nora has the great talent to put those feelings into words. And um, it's Kaya says, I remember listening to Susan Erickson read this line. So I put on this one, I put the line from imitation. If you don't shut up, if you don't cease resisting immediately, I'll pull your tongue out of your mouth, drag it around your neck and strangle you with it. And she says, um, I remember listening to Susan Erickson read this line along with many others. I remember dying and being resurrected again when I recovered from the damage inflicted due to sheer laughter. Because those of us that are Susan Erickson fans know that she can deliver the creative throat lines very well. I am sure.
1: All right. So Facebook, we have Betsy says, (laughs) yeah, I like that one too. (laughs) Um, uh, nobody eats anything until I get an explanation. What did you get and what does it mean? And if I hear one word of a computer ease, everybody gets rabbit food.
0: That's impurity. <laughs> Poor Eve.
1: And Jeannie says there are so many. She likes when she when she tells Rook she's going to take a video or pictures of them in pink panties. Mm-hmm. So that's where we got crossed. Right. So, and that because we were looking for that one. And that's in New York to Dallas. And it's actually, hold on, let me go back to where I found that. She's talking, it's in New York to Dallas. And she's talking about how she misses everybody. And she misses Peabody and her smart mouth and her steady ways. I miss Beanie and Mavis and my bullpen. Hell, it's so bad. I even miss Somerset. When work made some sound, she turned narrowed eyes on him. If you ever tell him I said that, I'll shave you bald in your sleep, dress you in frilly pink panties, and take a vid that I'll auction and sell for huge amounts of money. <laughs> 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 so noted, he said.
0: Yeah, because we yeah. Jan remembered that scene, and um, then made the mistake of trying to look up that uh, that quote on Google by searching for
1: <laughs> yes,
0: I did pink panties.
1: Do not Google Rourke pink panties
0: because you will get a lot of gay porn. Okay, (laughs)
1: Just letting you know. I mean, maybe that's your thing. Actually, I might try
0: that because that, uh, (laughs) you know, just in in the interest of science.
1: Maybe that's your thing. So, hey, I mean, go for it if that's what you want to do. But I'm just saying, when I opened that, I was like, damn, that's a lot of gay porn. (laughs) But hey, whatever floats your boat. That's funny. Okay, so uh, Sue McCreary says I was rereading Thankless yesterday, and her threat after she gave Peabody the lip stuff was great. Um, she said she'd shove up her ass if she hugged her, and Peabody's response was so funny. But I won't. But I won't because I won't have pretty pink lips if it's up my ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that one. And Dana said, most frequent, my boot up your ass, which, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Michelle said, oh, she's talking about the one in Divided. Um, She said, you know, I always laugh at them, but can't think of any particular one of Dallas's that stands out for me. The only one that comes to mind is when Peabody and McNabb are in Jamaica and Divided, and she tries Dallas's trick for ensuring their vehicle is still in one piece when they come back. She threatens a local. He tries to bargain five now. And five when you get back. She answers five now and five later if I'm happy. Hey McNab, what happens when I'm not happy? McNab replies, I can't talk about it. It gives me nightmares. <laughs> Peabody Peabody then says to the thug, Do yourself a favor, earn the ten. It's such a Peabody things to do. Yes, indeed. Nisi mm-hmm. <laughs> <Macy> said. Nisi <laughs> said she ties things and knots a lot. Yes, she does. She does. So I guess I but could have
0: like looked up the word <laughs> knot. <laughs>
1: She ties things in knots a lot, but I like this one from portrait. I will give you more pain than you can imagine. Your brains will learn le- your brains will leak out of your ears and your bowels out of your ass. I will cause that to happen without leaving a mark, and every cop here will swear you died of natural causes. Mm. Yeah, and Rosalia responded to that. She ties things in knots, kicks ass, pokes eyes, brains leak, and feed them th- their own body parts a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And actually, Rosalia that posted my favorite. From divided. Call your name alright. How are things in hell, you dickless bastard? And then I'd laugh and laugh. That's how I'd call your name. Then <laughs> I'd put all your precious shoes in the recycler, take your fancy suits and burn them in a celebrational fire, kick Somerset out of my house on his bony ass. After which I'd have a party where we'd drink all your where, where we'd drink all your expensive wine and whiskey. And after that I'd hire two, no three of the top LCs in the business to come over and pleasure me. <laughs> that's the scene where she tells him she's going to dance the rumba on right his, on a whole dead
0: body too right so,
1: even I though we that know intense, that
0: um she will not do any of those things no she will not but, <laughs> i mean
1: well come on like he would ever cheat on her
0: no he would never
1: but yeah no that whole exchange just cracks me up is it all we have for um yeah that's all we got for facebook I've got a list of quotes on Goodreads here. I'm kind of browsing through too.
0: Oh, okay. So um, it does seem like, or is it just me? It does seem like, because I looked through, um, I started from desperation and started going back. And again, you you know, it's hard to search for these because what what phrase do you search for? But I didn't find many um, in the last several books. And I'm wondering if maybe, there came a point for nora where she felt weird about writing those anymore because of all of the recent instances with like police brutality
1: yeah that could be
0: but which is um, too bad
1: because usually the threats are against peabody which
0: is hilarious well a lot of them are are against Yeah, they are against suspects
1: suspects yeah
0: So, um, let's go through the list that I have. What? Well, we've
1: got one from Salvation that we just read. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How many coffee shops did you pass on your endless and arduous hike from the subway? It's not the same, Peabody muttered. And it's not my fault I'm coffee spoiled. You're the one who brought the real stuff made from real beans into my life. You addicted me and now you're withholding the juice. Yes, that was my plan all along if you ever want real again in this lifetime suck it up and do my bidding (laughs) you're like master manipulator an evil coffee puppeteer yes yes i am do you have any interest detective in where we're going who will be seen and why i'd be more interested if i had coffee
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's not wrong she's not wrong so we got one here in from conspiracy and it's another one of those where eve needs her vehicle to be um protected and she says if i come back and see that anybody's messed with with it her vehicle this cop bitch is going to kick your balls into your throat then tie them around your neck and choke you with them <laughs> and then later i'm not sure what the the scene is here but she says to somebody back off creep or i'll pop your eyes out of your head and make you eat them there's a lot of eating of eyes. I noticed going through this. Yeah, these.
1: which is gross. Eve. It, it is Come gross. On now.
0: It is really gross. So, in Witness in Death, she says Eve says to somebody, "If you got candy breath, I'm going to pull out your tongue and strangle you with it." So, somebody that she suspected stole her candy. Oh,
1: that was um, that was when she got the new computer mm. in her office. Yeah, and it was like the maintenance guy or something. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because later on she says, look, maintenance boy, if you're toying with me, I'll bite your ears off and make them into stew. Which is also gross. That's very gross. Yeah. And this said, Judgment and Death. This says Eve to Don Webster about Galahad. And she says, one word from me and he'll claw your eyes out and eat your tongue.
1: Eve. Yeah. (laughs) This one's not really a threat, but it's funny. So. For a moment, she studied their joined hands, then shifted her gaze up to his. I didn't want to tell you why I was scared, much less why. I guess that was stupid. It was. She scowled. Aren't you supposed to say something like, no, it wasn't. Blah, blah. Support stroke. Let me get you some chocolate. You haven't read the marriage handbook. Footnotes. It's another woman who does that sort of thing. I believe I'm allowed to be more blunt and ask if you'd like a quick shag. Shag yourself. But thanks anyway. (laughs) 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 That's eternity and death.
0: Yeah. So betrayal and death, Eve, I don't know who James Jacoby is. Oh, he's one of the FBI agents. She says to him, keep your hand off me. If you don't, I'll snap it off at the wrist and make you eat it. And then later, she says to Rourke about the candy thief, I'm going to catch them sooner or later and peel the skin off their face slowly. Yeah, like seriously, Eve, (laughs) where do you come up with some of these? In Seduction and Death, there's one like we talked about earlier, and she says to Rourke, when you finally realize you're dead, and didn't drop to the ground, and you're laying there. I'm going to step over your cold, lifeless body, open the doors of that department store you call a closet, and torch it. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's very sad. All those designer clothes. That would suck. Eve to Peabody and McNabb about the chocolate bar taped to the back of her passenger seat. First one who touches it gets their fingers ripped off and stuffed up their nose. Then later on, Eve says to Rourke, first chance, the very first chance I get, I'm tying your dick into a knot. I don't know what he did to deserve that. Which book was that? Seduction. Was that also Seduction? Okay. Yeah. And then it says Eve to Renfrew. Get out of my face and get out of it now or I'll take that badge you don't deserve and make you eat it. <laughs> then, let's see, Reunion and Death. Eve to Somerset about pawing through her dresser drawers. Stay out of my drawers, you pervert, or I'll bite your fingers off at the knuckles. <laughs> yeah, a lot of her threats are either
1: towards Peabody or Somerset or York. Yeah.
0: yeah, because next one is Eve to Peabody after Peabody was checking Eve's eyesight and held up two fingers. Um, And I guess she said, how many fingers do you see? And Eve says to her, the two I'm going to rip off and stuff in your ears. Then when she's talking to the Italian cop, she says, you screw up this apprehension and I'm frying your balls for breakfast. So, and then this is one we talked about earlier. um, And I'm not sure what was going on here, but Eve said to Rourke, Sometime when you're least expected, I'm going to generate a memo to the top staff of your midtown offices stating that you wear women's underwear under those manly designer suits. And he says, Why, that's just cold. And she said, Yeah. And then you'll have to strip down at a general meeting to prove it's a filthy lie, and my vengeance will be complete.
1: Oh, and here's our favorite one from Jenkinson mm. On your fucking face, you fucking shit coward. <laughs> Stream my lieutenant in the fucking back. Fuck you. <laughs> I love his use of the word fuck. It's perfect. But there's more to that. Oh yeah.
0: There's even more. Oh up of treachery and look yeah, for and fuck. Put in,
1: put in fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Since we know it's the book with the most amount of fucks. Yes. Maybe I'll just put in Jenkinson. I think it's Jacobson in that book though, isn't it? <gasps> yeah, it is.
1: Yeah. Which we decided it's Jenkinson.
0: So, yeah, he says, drop the fucking weapon, you fucking motherfucker, or I'll fucking scramble your fucking (laughs) brains. Hands up, hands where I can fucking see them, you fucking cocksucker. You fucking breathe wrong, you fucking blink wrong, and I will fuck you up. And (laughs) And then Eve says, that was some very creative and varied use of the word fuck, detective. And that's when he says, fucker. On your fucking face, you fucking shit coward. Stream my lieutenant in the fucking back. Fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> so there's one in Purity and Death. Eve talking to Jamie Lingstrom. She says, So instead of yanking your ears over your head and tying them in a knot, I'm going to overlook that comment once. Is that the comment where he said, Oh, I've seen you naked? Remember, he says that to <laughs> yes. you. Yes, I love this one. In *Imitation and Death*. When they had to go see that that Carmichael Smith, who was a carbon copy of who, um, what's his name? Oh, John Tesh. Yes, it's like yes, sort or, of. Not not John Tesh. Um, Michael Bolton. M- Michael Bolton. Maybe is a he's a yeah. combination of the two. Maybe. And his number one hit song or whatever was playing, <laughs> like in his house the entire time they were there. And Eve says to Peabody later, if that stinking love lights, the world sticks in my head. I'm coming back here. I'm beating him with the club. And then later on, it says Eve to an unruly prisoner. If you don't shut up, if you don't cease resisting immediately, I'll pull your tongue out of your mouth, drag it around your neck and strangle you with it. That's the one I posted. And that's. Yeah. Yeah. And then after she says that, she looks at the officer that that was supposed to subdue this person but didn't and says lose him again and I'll use his tongue to strangle you. (laughs) And then later on in that book, I guess this was after somebody called her Mrs. Rourke. Yes. (laughs) She says to Peabody, all I get are insults, Mrs. Rourke, sweet mellowing. We'll see how mellow I am when I stuff your head up your ass. And then later on to somebody on the street, if I have to chase you, it's going to piss me off. Then I'll probably slip so that my foot ends up planted in your balls. <laughs> so divided is the, is the one that you had already talked about where she's mm-hmm. says she'll, you know, if she ever caught Rourke cheating on her, she'll say how, how are things in hell you dickless bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, she says to Peabody, keep it up. And the next short range missiles going straight up your ass.
1: Oh,
0: goodness. Good stuff, good stuff. Visions, Eve to Peabody about her computer being sabotaged. If I knew who they were, I'd hunt them down and peel the skin off their bones while they begged for mercy. Survivor in death, says Eve to a jet board passenger who almost sideswiped her car. Police property, asshole. If I had time, I'd hunt you down and use that board to beat your balls black. It says Eve Triork about her being thankful that Somersets Around. Now here's something I never thought would come out of my mouth, and if you ever repeat it, I'll twist your tongue into a square knot. But thank God Somersets Around. Then later in that same book, she says to McNab, put your hands on or your big goofy mouth on my partner in this room, McNab, I'll rip those stupid hoops out of your ears so bloody strips of lobe fly around the room. <laughs> oh my god, yes. That's gross. <laughs> gross and then eve to crime scene <laughs> okay so <laughs> I, I don't think that Nora thought this one through properly <laughs> because oh my it says says eve to crime scene crime scene unit I want this scene secured so so tight a fucking flea couldn't squeeze under a doorway. Any screw-ups, I'll be eating asses for breakfast. (laughs) Like,
1: well, you didn't really
0: think about that. Very
1: gross.
0: (laughs) Oh, Eve, Eve, Eve. So let's see. Origin and Death, Eve to Peabody about Peabody arranging for Mavis and Trina to go to uh, Eve's house oh oh you bitch i'll kill you rip out your internal organs with my bare hands then strangle you with your own large intestine (laughs) and then it says eve to deputy max gator about him reaching for his weapon you reach for that weapon deputy and you won't have use of your hand for a week But you won't need it as I'll have twisted your undersized dick into a pretzel. So even the thought of jerking off will cause you unspeakable pain. I mean, wow. Oh, here's a
1: good one. My Christmas present. That's nice, but I'm not really in the mood to open the goddamn thing or I'll kill you where you stand. Sir, opening it. It's a key code. That's right, it's to the ground transpo that'll be at the airport over in that foreign country. Air transpo's been arranged for two on one of Rourke's private shuffles. shuttles. Round trip. Merry freaking Christmas. Do what you want with it. I, you, one of the shuttles, free? Peabody's cheeks went pink as a summer rose. And, and a vehicle, when we get there, it's so, it's seriously mag. Great, can we go now? Dallas. No, no, no hugs. No hugs. No. Oh, shit. She muttered as Peabody threw her arms around her and squeezed. We're on duty. We're in public. Let me go or I'll swear. I'll kick your ass so hard that extra five pounds you're whining about will end up in
0: Trenton. <laughs> I was just looking at that one. And this says and then Peabody's response was incoherent and muffled against Eve's sweater. Get snot on my <laughs> coat and I'll strangle you with that <laughs> scarf after I kick your ass. <laughs> And then I guess this was Eve to one of the guys that they were that were at the house decorating that she had to supervise. You had a plan. The plan was approved. Stick with the plan and don't bother me or I'll personally stuff all that shiny stuff up your butt.
1: <laughs> Here's one from Rourke. I believe Webster and I have a reasonable understanding. I can't fault him for being attracted to my wife as I as I'm very attracted to her myself and he knows that if he puts his hands on what on what's mine again, I'll break every bone in his body into small, jagged pieces. It works well for us.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> good job. <laughs> I'm proud that you can get past that. Yeah. So haunted and death Eve to Peabody about a video being made about the Bobby Bray case. If you even breathe that thought, I'll choke you until your eyes pop out of their sockets, then plop into your open, gaping mouth where you'll swallow them whole and choke to death on your own eyeballs. Wow, ew, ew. ew. <laughs> so, born and death. When um, Rourke drops everybody off at the hospital, and you know Eve on if he doesn't come right back after parking the vehicle, just remember: next time I see you, I'll hunt you down, disarticulate all your limbs, then feed them to small, ugly dogs. <laughs> So innocent in death, Eve says to Somerset at some point, if you say a word to me, just one fucking word, I'll yank that stick out of your ass and beat you bloody with it. And then later, she says also to Somerset, my vehicle better be where I left it or I'm getting it myself, dragging you out and running you over with it. (laughs) So then apparently in creation, Eve says the same threat to Peabody as she did earlier to Rourke. Uh, Peabody complaining about her hair. Keep it up and I'll tie you down and shave you bald. (laughs) And then later to Feeney, she says, you want a round, you got one. When this case is closed, and if you're still carrying that stick up your ass, I'll yank it out and knock you cold with it. Strangers in death, it says Eve to Peabody about Peabody, rolling her eyes behind Eve's back. And if you roll your eyes behind me again, I'm going to poke them out with a stick. (laughs) And then later, Eve says something to Peabody about Peabody having been sick. You boot on my desk. I'll throw your gagging body out my window. Then it says later on, Eve says to Peabody after Peabody calls Eve and says, Dallas, guess who's here? And Eve says, guess how long it's going to take me to tie your tongue into a square knot?
1: (laughs) She uses square knots and tongues a
0: lot, too. Eve to Peabody after Peabody explains about her Rourke fund. Well, he's a superior lay, so you'd have that before I peeled your skin off your still quivering (laughs) body, roasted on an open fire, then force feed it to you. And then I like, I love this one. Eve to Rourke, after he says that Cassie Gordon had designs on him, I'll put a design on you that won't come off in the shower. (laughs) 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 Eve to Peabody, later on in that same book, but keep jabbering, Peabody, and I'll give you a completely free piercing back at Central. Um, let's see. So Missing in Death says Eve to Peabody about Peabody's sex life with McNabb. Do not go there. Do not. I swear by all that's holy, I'll chuck you overboard, then order the turbo to run over you while you sputter in the water. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> New York to Dallas eve to peabody and mcnab after about them talking gooey talk there will be no gooey talk in this vehicle there will be no gooey talk within 10 yards of my person this is an official ban on gooey talk and violators will be beaten unconscious with a lead pipe i mean fair enough so this says what book is this still new york to dallas eve says about the lab techs at one time or another explaining why they avoided her um, besides, they should know it was physically impossible for her to put a man's internal organs on display by turning him inside out. <laughs> so Eve says this is celebrity in death. And one of the suspects who is being escorted through Cop Central did something. And I think Eve took out her center and said, I'll drop you like a stone. No, like a pebble, an ugly, smelly pebble. Then I'll personally drop kick your ass into a cage. I mean, yeah. Isn't that the, the dwarf? Thing? That's the dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calculated in death that Eve and Peabody are going up an elevator that has, you know, the computerized voice inside of it. And Eve says to the computer, give me any shit. I swear to God, I'll stun your motherboard. Then later on, uh, This says Peabody, Eve to Peabody after Peabody told Eve she once had a sex dream about Yancey. One more word and I'll get that hammer out of the evidence room and beat your tongue flat with it. (laughs) And here, here, this was my favorite in Calculated. Eve had to go question somebody, a, a woman, and she had a small child in the house and who was like throwing a fit. Because he hadn't had a nap oh, and right. the mom was trying to get him yeah. to take a nap and uh the kid threw a a toy at his mom and almost hit eve and this says uh eve says kid she pushed back her coat so her weapon came clearly into view you've just violated code 8276b you've got two choices go take a nap or go to jail there's no ice cream in jail no toys in jail no cartoons on screen in jail there's just jail.
1: <laughs> There's just jail. <laughs> oh. I, love that, I love that the mother appreciated it. She was like, thank you.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the kid was like right away, I'll take a nap. <laughs> so thanks, Eve. Good job, Eve. We're yeah. proud of you. So there is a creative threat in Abandoned, it says Eve to Dick Berensky when he complains about her going to text behind his back. And she says, if you sit on my report or any of the reports that pertain to this investigation, I'll pop out your eyes with my thumbs and make you eat them like gumballs.
1: <laughs> Yuck. So Seriously, a lot of eyeballs. A lot eat. of
0: eyeballs. And Rourke, too, because after after all of those, there's a section for Rourke's creative threats. And oh in, in Conspiracy and Death, it says Rourke to a Kimmyhead Head thug. If I pop your eyes out, I get to eat them. Cause you know, Eve already threatened to yeah. pop his eyes out. and Need him. Judgment, death, Rourke to Mac- Max Ricker's guard. Do that again, and I'll rip, and I'll rip it off at the knuckle and feed it to you. I mean, yeah. Rourke to Max Ricker. Touch your, put your hand on what's mine again, and I'll follow you to hell and peel the skin from your bones. I'll feed you your own eyes. Yeah, reading a lot of eyes and fingers in these books visions Rourke to Eve after she asks him to contact the hospital and charm some information on Peabody's condition out of somebody because all she does is make people mad and Rourke says people tend to get cross when someone threatens to pull their brains out of their nostrils well memory and death Rourke to Eve about whoever would upset her if I have the opportunity, I'll take whoever put that look on your face, my darling Eve, and peel the skin from their bones one layer at a time. So it was Rudy, uh, It was Trudy Lombard who oh, yeah. made Eve, who put that look on her face. So later on, Rourke says to Trudy Lombard, I'm compensating you by not getting up, going over there, and twisting your head off your neck with my bare hands. So there's also a section here for Peabody's creative threats. <laughs> In Loyalty and in Death, Peabody to McNab, I'll walk any way I want, and you just keep your hands off me, you moron, or I'll rip your lungs out and use them for bagpipes. <laughs> so that's pretty creative. Good job, Peabody.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. Good job,
0: Peabody. Yeah. Seduction and Death, Peabody, about Brynna Bankhead's murderer. Sick bastard creep ought to have his balls scooped off with a rusty spoon. I mean, tell us how you really feel, but yeah. And then Peabody about McNabb. I hope his balls shrivel up like overbaked prunes and then fall off in useless husks. <laughs> wow. Oh. Um, portrait, Peabody about Eve Dallas and two badasses. And rather than slapping someone's face for relieving his bladder on your official tires, you are more likely to twist off said relievers balls and then use them to strangle them. So yeah. <laughs> so there's also a section for creative threats by other characters. And it says, this is Nadine first and witness in death talking to Eve and Rourke about Richard Draco after learning Draco uh-huh. had videotaped her sexual encounter with him. I'd like to take his puny dick in my hands and twist it until it popped. Mm-hmm. And it probably work was like, yeah, that's very satisfying. I did that to Jess Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Ryan Feeney in Seduction and Death talking to Eve about a judge that released Lucius Dunwood. Judge ought to be stripped down, dragged through the streets with a big sign that says brain dead fuck face tied to his dick. Yep. And then here's uh, Dirk Hastings in Portrait to Eve. Get out or I'll twist your arms off your shoulders and beat you bloody with them. And then, of course, you know, later on in Portrait and Death, Dirk Hastings says to Eve, I like to think of ways to kill people who irritate me, throwing them off high buildings, boiling boiling them in oil, (laughs) locking them in a dark room with live snakes, that kind of thing. Oh, we love Dirk. (laughs) So this is crack in origin and death to (laughs) two dudes. Next time you try to stiff one of my employees, I'm going to twist your cocks clean off before you get a chance to use them. (laughs) And then the last one is Mavis to Leonardo in born and death, you know. If you tell me to, how to breathe one more time, I'll yank your tongue out of your mouth and strangle you with it.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So yeah, I mean, we all we all kind of love the creative threats, and we do so much. I mean, maybe they're not the most politically correct thing for Nora to write, but they're fun still. I mean, God. obviously, they're not. You know, Eve's not actually going to do anything like this. No, no, obviously not. So. I don't think Nora has to worry about if that's what she's concerned about, if that's why we don't have them, you know, in any of the later books. Right, right. I don't think she needs to be worried about it. No.
1: Nope. I don't think so either.
0: So. Because, yeah, we and as we like to say, it's fiction. it's fiction. So, yeah, exactly.
1: It's fine. It's
0: fine. So yeah, I think that's that's probably about all we can say. I mean, about yeah. Creative threats. I mean, yes, yeah, for sure. So,
1: but I mean, they so were there were some
0: good there, ones. Yeah, there's some really good ones, you know. Hopefully Nora will continue in the future to Yes, we need more. Yeah. More yeah. Nora bring back the threats. So, should we do um, podcast business? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I don't know that I have any new patrons. We got an email from Justine Hopper. Okay. And so just just for the record, I just wanna, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure we I I lost a lot of fans this last <laughs> this last episode because no. you know, I'm addicted. So this is guy. why this is why we had to um ban talk of religion on in mm-hmm. death.net because it gets yeah, you know. And it yeah. not only because it gets heated, but because I I can't help myself. I have to say something. Yeah. You know, I, I can't yeah. keep my mouth shut about. It. But anyway, so Justine says I listened to your salvation podcast. I like the book, not as much as others. I wanted to share that I liked Eve's awkwardness with Father Lopez. If she is agnostic, it would seem only natural that she would ask a lot of questions about the Catholic faith. I am Catholic and love the Catholic references. Somerset is Methodist. He states this in Vengeance and Death when Eve asks him. Actually, he says says he's Unitarian. (gasps) He does say Unitarian. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I am Methodist. I would remember if Somerset said he was
0: Methodist. Yeah. (laughs) Unitarian. Yeah. um, what do they, and Methodist
1: is basically Catholic light anyway, I mean, sure, I mean, no, it really is, it's like literally it's like Methodists, Lutherans, Episcopalians, we're all in that almost Catholic
0: right. <laughs> area, yeah. um. This says Unitarian Universalists claim a theological orientation that aspires to creativity, freedom, and compassion with respect for diversity and interconnectedness. Members seek spiritual growth and justice-making through fellowship, personal experience, and social action, and education. Um. So it's not, Unitarian's not necessarily a more traditional church, it looks like. Right, no. No. Um, So anyway, um, I never thought of it before, but Rourke might have gone to Mass with Brian, but I think it's unlikely. If Rourke had a sport, it would have been soccer. He hated golf, as we learn in Indulgence. Eve should definitely (coughs) make a decision about being a Mets or a Yankees fan. I'm a Mets fan, so I would love it if Eve was one too. I wondered how Martinez could get by being a priest for so long. There's a lot you have to know, and I think it's too much by just winging it.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: So, yeah, um, and we had a few, um, people on Facebook also talk about the the episode and i had to answer him back but you know of course michelle and i are still friends so let's hope <laughs> 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 yes i saw that exchange yeah. i was just like you know i appreciate people's i i really do appreciate people's um take on it you know uh i just don't happen to agree but that's okay i mean we're all different yeah
1: um
0: And I, you know what, I do understand and I appreciate that people, I, I, I I do like that, you know, Nora gave, you know, not just Catholics, but especially Catholics, but uh, people, you know, Christians, uh, a book that they can like look at and see good Christian people represented in the series you know, cause we see a lot of really bad people and it's important for in- inclusivity, I guess. <laughs> so, but yeah, is there anything else on uh, Facebook that we need to talk about?
1: Uh, oh, they talk about the baseball team thing a lot.
0: Yeah. So yeah. when, when I looked at it, yeah, I, I didn't see anything either. I was looking, I was looking to see if, I can well, find anything that said done. that Rourke owns the Yankees.
1: Yeah. So four owner's box seats to the Yankees portrait.
0: But that doesn't necessarily mean that Rourke owns the Yankees, but
1: That's what it means.
0: Come just on. that he he has owner's box tickets. You don't necessarily have to own them to have if he knows somebody that has them.
1: How is Eve going to get that for a bribe?
0: If he knows somebody that has the tickets and somebody gave him the tickets, or if he says like, oh yeah, I can get owner's box tickets. That's
1: a lot of, that's a lot of it. I'm
0: just saying, but it, it doesn't would, specifically say ever reasonable. say that he owns. I
1: would say it's reasonable <coughs> to believe.
0: Well, he might honestly. own a stake. I don't know, but I would think she would have mentioned it. Cause there's, there was that one, somebody mentioned um, them talking about the Yankees or her, her saying something to Santiago about. We're Mets fans here, and he said, yes. "What about the Yankees?" And she said, "Don't ever speak of that again." So, yeah. But he said, "He is- said, doesn't your husband own the own the Celtics? Own the Celtics?" Yeah. yeah. And uh, she says, "Yes, but." So I think if he owned the Yankees, she would say yes, but. Yeah,
1: I just think it's it's just. I think it's just. it isn't clear.
0: If there was still a stupid questions thread, you could ask her if Rourke yeah. owns the You know what? Would you, would you tell us which fucking
1: baseball team Rourke owns? Well,
0: he did say something about buying a Japanese baseball team.
1: Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a she question for Nora.
1: She literally mentions the Mets. Somebody
0: go on Nora's page and uh, ask her if Rourke owns the Yankees <laughs> so we can have a definitive Answer to that question. Um. So next week is we review the reviews of um salvation salvation. We are fitting our recording into Tara's schedule because Tara's got a lot of theater yeah. stuff, and so um she figured out a day that she maybe a date and time that she can maybe do it. So we're gonna hopefully get it done uh, this weekend. On my birthday, probably. (laughs) We're going to record on my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Um, And uh, so, after that is um, Ritual in Death. Yep. Even though, um, next, so, Ritual should be on the 31st. We should do somewhere around there. It's going to release... two three on february 4th right and then so. i'm gonna i when is the when is the new book releasing the seventh i think I i'm gonna say the seventh i'm looking at the calendar and i think the seventh is the most likely
1: yes, the seventh.
0: um yep. even For though the, sure. the new book is releasing the seventh but we're probably not going to talk about it until end of that month so um or the beginning of um march
1: yeah so we have time to read it yeah
0: so we have some time to read it um Mm -hmm. but yeah make sure that you all those of you who read it let us know what your thoughts are um those of you that don't haven't read it yet or won't read it until it comes out on paperback form or that kind of thing you could probably skip that episode we're all looking forward to it. It has something to do with um, Broadway. Yes. We, we think Encore and Death is the next we, book we in yes. a few weeks. Yes. And maybe in that book, they'll even work. to we'll finally go and see um, Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> so she'll know who <laughs> Hamilton is finally. So
1: yes. February 7th is not really.
0: Okay, cool. February 7th February. is the next book, everybody. Um, all right, so I guess that's it. I don't have anything else. You know how to get a hold of us nope. on all the social media, search for podcast and death. Um, go to our website, www.podcastanddeath.com send us an email at show at podcastanddeath.com. Call the number two zero five four seven six two seven five three. That's two zero five four work And um leave us a message. Say hey. Yes. Tell me I'm an asshole for, for not liking Father Lopez you know whatever you want to say it's fine (laughs) totally miss you guys calling us everybody like everybody in the core group seems to have
1: called already you guys need to start rotating back yeah
0: or new people (laughs) new people that watched i mean we get new people all the time for sure so you people can definitely call and um i guess that's it you have anything else to add nope okay I did. So next for, for next week, for we review the reviews, um, everybody's wanting Tara to do a Snape voice. So I did specifically look for a review that would work with a Snape voice. So let's hope that Tara's in the mood for that. And we'll do that for you when we do that review of the reviews episode. Absolutely. And uh, so there's something for you to look forward to. Um, Also become a patron. Also go to our merch store. (laughs) you know all that stuff do all the do all the things and uh so i guess that's it so for this episode of podcast and death this is aj i'm
1: done
0: and tara says goodbye too i guess from the stage and uh so bye everyone and we'll see you next week bye guys Thank you for listening to podcast in death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only. And do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast In-Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastInDeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 2054 Rourke. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking you.